Welcome to the Just Off Glen podcast with your host, Christy Alexander, where we talk to the movers, shakers, and change makers. Just Off Glen. Hi, listeners. Thanks for joining me for today's podcast episode. I'm excited to talk with a fellow business owner who is also fully immersed in renovating one of our downtown buildings here on Glen Street. Chuck Gunn is the president at Associates of Glens Falls Insurance and Loomis and LaPan Insurance. Chuck, thank you for joining me today. Thank you. I'm happy to have you here, and I can't wait to talk uh, building renovations <laughs> with you. <laughs> somebody that gets it, somebody that knows what we're going through. Yeah. and and uh, so. But let's just start with um, something that I'm curious about, and that sure. is, uh, what are your thoughts about garden gnomes? My thoughts on garden gnomes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any. None at uh, all? Um, take them, well, leave them? Well, let's, let's take them. All right, let's yeah. start. Do you have any in your garden? I don't, home? I you don't. don't. But okay. uh, I did, uh, we were just out in Seattle and uh, visiting a friend, and their whole um, neighborhood is full of them. So it, it must be a thing. <laughs> it, it must is. be a thing that I wasn't aware of. <laughs> It is a thing for sure, depending on who you are. And uh, we weighed in on the topic a little bit here this morning. And there's there's definitely a line. And when that cro- line gets crossed, it's, we get a little into the creepy, creepy side, side of things. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'd love to hear about your journey to becoming a business owner. Okay. Uh, well, it's not m- much of a journey. Um, uh, I started off, we're... Uh, Associates of Glens Falls, it's a, in essence a second generation, so I sort of grew up in the insurance business, Didn't, okay. did not think that it was anything, like most people that join the insurance, get into the insurance, no one ever says we're going to become an insurance person. Right. <laughs> um, and I was one of those, uh, did not think uh, that I would ever want to do it because it was something my, my dad did. Okay. Um, but he did some pretty cool stuff. Um, you know, he insured ski resorts throughout the country. And so I thought I would uh, oh. want to be in the ski business because I thought that was more exciting. Okay. And that was kind of the, the gist of it. And when I got out of school, it was uh, maybe get into the ski industry. And then it was, well, you could go out to uh, the West Coast. And he had, a, he had a person that he worked with out on the West Coast that was doing ski business out there on the insurance side. And he said, why don't you go out there and at least see if you like it. And that's kind of how I got, I fell into it. Okay. So interesting. Yeah. So you have to sort of make, make your own way through it and, yeah. and kind of figure out that, uh, uh, once you get into insurance, it, it seemed to be a little bit more exciting because you kind of got to know different types of businesses and how they right. worked and, right. you know, how people made money, how they made payroll and how they made products and services. And so it gets, it's pretty interesting. That's exciting. So, uh, that's that's yeah. really neat. So ski was the hook. Ski was the hook. Yeah. <laughs> Good. So um, when you first began, and so you're the the next generation to come along, yeah. and when you decided that this was going to be what you did, did you have a vision for um, t- continuing the path that you were on, um, or that the company was on, or did you have a new vision for the company? I think it was just a more of a continuation, but an okay. evolution, if you will. Okay. Um, you know, we we were always um, uh, sort of a niche 
type of, of agency, not really, uh, you know, no one really knew who we were or what we did um, in the Glens Falls area because we, you know, we were doing business all across the country. Okay. And did very little here in the in the Northeast, you know, in the Glens Falls area proper, sure. if you will. Um, so we expanded there in that in that direction, um, but still continued to you know spearhead in, in different directions. Um, you know now with with all the mergers and acquisitions and and the conglomerates on the ski business like the Vales of the World and um, uh, Boyne and all that, there's so much consolidation that the independents sort of have gotten bought out, kind of like the evolution of all all businesses. Right. So we we kind of morphed a little bit so in the the ski areas we um, continued to grow and increase summer operations which added all these crazy things like zip lines and and roller coasters and things like that we started getting into that kind of recreational insurance Um, so now we you know we we insure a german roller coaster manufacturer we insure zip lines wow um so it's all uh, you know it's all kind of uh know evolved and and you kind of get into these different niches and and go down different rabbit holes or or gnome holes garden gnome right (laughs) that's interesting because you know you typically think of associates of glens falls and hometown roots and then expansion out like you know maybe with the the growth of the internet but you guys it sounds like there was the opposite approach where you know you had the the um you know, kind of the reach, and then you turned your attention to the hometown yeah, region. Yeah, for sure. That's interesting. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, you know, you're, you're now expanding into a new space um, in addition to yep. the space that you're in, if I understand that correctly. So um, I'd love to know a little bit about that process because at one time you, you know, you've got your current location and that I'm sure worked just fine. And now you see the need for um, an additional building space. So your team is growing or, you know, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So, um, you know, we've been downtown since 1978. So over 40 years, you know, okay. as, as kind of an, one of the anchors here, um, so it was, we were busting at the seams within our building. You know, we were, we were growing and adding staff and we were all toying with, you know, we had some people that were working remote part-time, you know, that kind of thing. And, okay. And we we're figuring out, you know, we needed to grow. Um, we were growing and we knew we needed to grow, you know, to continue in, in the, uh, um, with the business and in, in the direction that we wanted to go. So it was a question of, do we go to Saratoga? Do we open up an office in Lake Placid or or something like that? Or go to Vermont where we do a lot of business. And so we were just kicking around different ideas. And so this was all pre-COVID, of course, before the world changed. And uh, we started looking at buildings downtown saying, you know, the the dangers of opening up in, in a different town is you lose the the connection with the staff. Right. You know, so, you know, everybody kind of that camaraderie. If you're not together all the time, you right. know, you, you'll lose and kind of have this, well, there's the home office, there's yeah, the Yeah, it dissects a little bit, and it changes the culture. Yeah, so we wanted, we figured, well, how can we control that? And so we looked at different buildings in, in downtown. We did not want to move from our existing building. You know, we, that's where we are. That's, right. That's a great old building with, you know, terrific bones. Um, 
And so we just happened to walk into Achenbach's and asked, you know, Judy Pontiff at the time saying, hey, what's your plan? Do you want to sell? And she she kind of said, uh, you know, yeah, we'll, I'll be happy to sell. And wow. we started conversations. And I said, you know, how great would that is that of just across the alley and it's a rectangular right. box. So how, how bad of a rebuild would it be to, to gut it, you know, but uh-huh. uh, as you probably can attest with the, <laughs> with this building and the project, once you start uncovering things on a hundred year old building, yeah. you kind of get the, oh boy. Yeah. So. There's really no way to know how much you're taking on until you start to get into it a little further and a little yeah. further. And it's like, oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so we were excited, you know, my wife and I always wanted to, you know, do an old old building you know we watch a lot of the you know the hgtv okay, and you see okay. all those things so you of, were into a renovation yeah, so we were like let's let's do it rather than um you know build new you know we we're like we were, there's so many great buildings wouldn't it be good to you know give back to, to give back to the city that's given us so much so yeah so we're that's neat we're proud but uh you know we're proud to do it and it's going to be a great project when it's done but uh you know covid certainly has changed you you sort of laugh and say well we don't need that much space now with everybody still sort of you know kind of on the hybrid schedule in our office okay okay yeah so what does that look like moving forward if you can share i mean i don't know I'm, i'm assuming you must have talked with your employees and there's a plan going forward so what yeah, does that so, look like for you guys? So, so fortunately, we pivoted very quickly, and like everybody did, and and our business, you know, remarkably, is something that can be done anywhere. Uh-huh. So we had we didn't really have too many hiccups in in terms of switching to the remote, other than you know getting the technology right, and uh-huh. and then the communications, you know, with everybody, just making sure everybody's on the same page. But you know, we recognize now that. Uh, you know, it's it's probably going to be the way of the world of, of everybody hybrid at some form. Yeah. Um, you know, productivity is, I think there's there's more productivity for most people at home, you know, because you don't have the normal chit-chat. But the flexibility, yeah. yeah. So w- it was never a question or concern on our part of, uh, you know, are, are people getting their work done? Or, uh-huh. um, but the biggest thing that we have is, you know, we just want to make sure that, you know, you mentioned culture before, just the culture right. and the camaraderie with the, the employees that everybody, you know, still has that connection. And, and that right. was the hardest part with, with COVID is you sort of lose that day-to-day connection of what's going on in, in folks' lives and, right. you know, you, being able to understand that. And having those water cooler moments, which is yeah. where you find out, you know, what's, what's happening in each other's lives. And, um, you certainly can lose it, but um, I think it's, you know, my my thoughts on that is that it takes more work to keep that connection, to cultivate that when everybody's dispersed into yeah, their homes. For so sure. I think somebody, you know, whoever has the task in the office of uh, maybe it's more than just one person, but, you know, of, of overseeing that, that culture and creating that and... Um, they they should sure had their work cut out for them. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And it, it you definitely have to concentrate. And I think moving forward, that's going to be you know that's going to be the the way of the world of of you're going to need to create right. those those virtual water cooler moments, if you right. will. Um, right. You know, just to, otherwise, you know, it's just going to be a transactional business environment. 
you know, right. so, and you lose that if, if you if you don't make an effort. Absolutely, yeah. And I think you know that's one thing that I'm excited about is kind of, that's where we fill a void um, with Work Smart and. Certainly there are, you know, you have mostly local staff, if not all of your staff lives local. So um, that does help with that connection because they're, you know, they're coming across each other in neighborhoods or in the grocery store or at the Little League games and the soccer field. And that really helps. Um, But with remote workers who are, you know, working miles from where their headquarters is, You've got that connection with your, you know, your other co-workers um, within the company, but on a day-to-day basis, still working inside the home, it's nice to have others around you, yeah. you know, working and um, people that can relate to your situation. So we're seeing a, a big uptick in remote workers um, stepping out to look into what we've we've got going on here so we're happy to fill that yeah that's a that's a great spot for you guys to to play in yeah it's it's a lot of fun you know getting to know so many different individuals that are in different industries you know and one of our members had pointed out it's you know, the person next to you might be having a conversation on the phone, but they're not talking about anything that's directly related to what you're doing in your job. So you can very easily tune them out. It doesn't become a distraction, you know. And then another had <laughs> pointed out that, you know, I um, I get to interact with the people that I want to interact with because we know that not everybody in the office is a, is a close-knit. Uh, there's a friendship there. Yeah. So um, you get to avoid some of those, um, you know, less comfortable relationships, I think. So it works well. Um, but that's exciting that, um, you know, your approach in going forward is going to be a mix and understanding yep. what your staff needs and, and how everybody operates best and is most productive, I think, is, uh, is an overall benefit for the company. Yeah, and, and, it, and, and kind of along your, your side is it gives, um, gives the opportunity for us to look for people outside of the region, too. You know, right. you kind of learn that okay, you can do, you know, we could hire somebody down in, in Virginia or out in Texas or wherever, you know, if we right. find the right people. So for a, for a small company where you were always trying to say, well, who's going to want to, you know, you come to Glens Falls, you know, you right. kind of, right. you sort of box yourself in and now you kind of can take a look of, at, at what the opportunity is, is that old proverbial uh, phrase of the world's your oyster. So right. if you really want to try to find somebody or make right. those connections, you can do that. Just like, you know, folks at WorkSmart that maybe, you know, a remote worker in, in one industry hears that John or Sally, you know, works for this company right. doing this, they might say, geez, you know, and then they find an opportunity that's a uh, job's opening up and you know, who knows, you could be changing your career. That's right. So. It's And it's so funny that you would bring that up, too, because there are a lot of those serendipitous moments here. It's really interesting. And we one of our members was in a couple of weeks ago and telling us about a close friend of hers who had just lost her job um, with one of the uh, universities, um, not in our region, but she... Um, you know, got them through the pandemic and then found out that she was out of a position. And, uh, you know, we just began to talk about it. And 
you know, one of the um, members had come out into the room and said, um, please ask her to get in touch with me because we have an opportunity that sounds like it would be a really good fit for her. So it was really exciting because that's not even a person that's a member of our community. That's a friend that's a person, a friend that's a, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. Her friend is a member of our community. Yeah. So it's it's really, it has a far-reaching impact. And it's exciting when you see that kind of thing happen. And now a position's possibly going to be filled and a person's possibly going to um, be employed again. You know, and this person happened to be a, a single mom with a couple of small children. So you hear stuff like that and your heart breaks and it's like, what, what can we do? Yeah. How can we help? You know, so it was really exciting exciting so um wondering about more about the building renovation uh, how much yeah. of a role does your wife play in making the decisions because i'll tell you that some of these decisions i've i've i'm way out of my realm and yeah <laughs> in making these i have no clue and as we've gotten further down the road it's gotten easier when i can start to see the project come together but to have to choose paint colors and carpet colors when they've just barely started the demolition of the building was it was really right. out of my element well it's uh it's probably pretty easy or, or telling that you know when when the contractor who we're using and one of the great things is we've we've used contractors who are customers of ours nice. so it's um you know trying to you know, we've taken enough of their money over the years that they'll say in, sure. in terms of insurance <laughs> premiums that we're, we're paying them back. But, but they all know that, uh, when Jen walks in, the boss is there. Yeah. So, so uh, they, 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 they mm, kind of, they just, say that they, about me yeah, too. <laughs> so they pretty much just say, you know, should we call Jen on this or, uh, right. or not? So, um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty good collaborative stuff. Um, you know, I like to think that I have the directions, but most of the time it's, <laughs> oh, let me ask, you know, let me right. ask Jen. So, right. but that's, that's, uh, after 26 years of marriage, you sort of learn those things. Right. Right. <laughs> who you do. I'd like but, to think you learn where your strengths and weaknesses yeah. lie and, <laughs> and then where Which hers are just to say well. yes, dear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's your choice. So, right. Yeah. It's been fun, though. I I love how you decided to put windows on the side of the building. Yeah. That's a pretty so, major improvement. It uh, it is, and and we uh, yeah. So it it, it looks great, um, and to give give some light. But we also um, kept the bricks to build a fireplace in the, in the, oh, in the on the third floor. So we're trying oh, to wow. you know try to put them in in different uses Repurpose. and and repurpose and we did the same with um there was some great old beadboard that we discovered behind once they started breaking through the walls and okay um we found a, a sign that was really cool that uh because at one point that building was a, a had to be a um a retail store because there was a beautiful hand-painted sign that pointed oh, wow. to the basement that said over overcoats trunks and bags so we saved that so and nice. then um kind of like a, a um a bottle in the wall there was a the beadboard had the guy's name um from 1923 oh wow so we're saving that and, and using it in different pieces and things like that to try to you know bring you know keep it and repurpose it and yeah. keep ties to the, the existing yes. structure so um, when was that building built I think it had to be early 1900s, so maybe 1908. Yeah, we've done the same. The so the boardroom was um, fully paneled, 
and there's this big giant window that was completely covered but first they painted it black the glass they painted the glass on the windows black and then they covered it and so we pulled that down exposed that window and at the bottom portion of that window is going to be sliding glass doors into that um, which is going to be our boardroom very large and um they took that paneling and um, our, the crew um, crafted it into a cover for the radiator. So oh, neat. no, you know, everything that's been pulled off that wasn't, you know, absolute trash, everything has been kept and stored and how can we repurpose this? So the same thing, just really wanting to um, hang on to that, that old, that nostalgia and, and find ways to display it or repurpose it. It's been a lot of yeah. fun. We had doorknobs that said um, F- FNB, First National, National Bank. Bank. Yeah. Oh, that's so, awesome. You know, uh, the biggest question has come, what are we going to do with the big safe? You know, <laughs> and uh, we'll have to give you a tour of that. Yeah. I just I just don't know. First of all, it's not going anywhere because that would be a multi-million dollar project. Yeah. Um, but it's got all these neat little boxes, you know, and then the, the, the doors that lock. And so we've come up with a lot of ideas, but nothing that is really doable. It's, it's heavy, you know, even just those doors are, they're solid and they're heavy. And yep. where are we going to put them? And when you get more than three or four of them together, it's like now you're talking about some kind of structure to hold up that, that fortress. Yeah. So that's neat. Um, it's a lot of fun, isn't it? To take, take these buildings and uh, bring them into the future with us. So what, uh, what about uh, being a business owner in downtown Glens Falls? You've been here quite a bit longer than we have. So yeah. what transitions, if any, have you, you know, noticed along the way? So I, I moved back in 96. Okay. Um, so I've been back here since then. And certainly downtown has, has even in that time, has had some ups and downs. You yeah. know, there were some spurts. And, and then all of a sudden it seemed like there were more vacant spaces. And, right. Um, so, but I, th- I think for sure it's amazing how much, um, you know, I always, when I travel, you know, you kind of get the, the the pulse of the economy when you look in the when you're driving around and you see how many cranes are in the air. You right, know, you kind of right. get a sense of the the viability of a town or the vitality of it. And um, there's certainly been cranes in in Glens Falls, mm-hmm. uh, you know, of late. But you know, the kind of the crane concept is you see the amount of scaffolding going up and the amount of buildings between what Glens Falls National did and and certainly right. I think. Uh, people like Peter Hoffman, who have who've done just tremendous work, you know, around around town. Um, you know, it's just it's nice to see, and I think it is. You know, everybody says, "Are we going to be the next Saratoga?" And I don't think we need to be. We no. just need to be. You know, Glens we just Falls. we need to be Glens Falls, <laughs> and I, I think there's still that identity of what it's going to be. But um, you know, there's movement afoot for yes. sure, and and I think when you see folks like the Bonaccio crew come up here and start right. buying buildings, that that's a sign that there's, you know, that there's purpose and, and potential here. So yeah, to be part absolutely. of that, and, you know, like I said in the beginning, we've been we've been a downtown fixture, I think, you know, since it was 1978 when we bought that building, when it was, you know, the, the defunct Ridge Bookshop. Um, you know, it's, it's 
we're part of it and yeah. you know we're proud to be proud to be part of it and proud to be given back yeah you know, for sure there definitely is a, a level of pride there for sure I mean it's just exciting to look around and to, to come downtown every day and be part of the change and yeah so well before I was a business owner I've always been interested in the growth and the economic development of the region and I've witnessed much of the same where you know, you'd seek a, some forward movement and then maybe a little bit of uh, stagnancy and due to the economy, of course. But I've, you know, behind the scenes have seen um, the work that the bid has done and about different uh, leadership in the city and um, the EDC and just, uh, you know, watched through the years as people um, have made investments, you know, whether financially or with their time and their energy. And and uh, it's just, it's been exciting. Yeah. I, I love watching that and seeing these individuals like Ed Bartholomew and Peter Hoffman who have had the vision and got the vision way back when, you know, way back before, even before there was a lot of development happening in Saratoga. And uh, it's just exciting to know that they laid the foundation. You know, that's how I look at it. You, They got, went before us and laid the foundation for the work that we're doing. And you guys certainly, having come here in 78, were part of that. And uh, so I, I consider it an honor to kind of pick up the baton and keep going yeah. with it together with everybody. It's a lot of fun. Chuck, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today and for giving myself and our listeners the chance to learn about your journey as a business owner. Good luck with the building renovations, and I look forward to celebrating together when all is finished. And thank you, listeners, for spending this time with us. If you know a mover and shaker in the greater Glens Falls region who should be a guest on the podcast, connect with us at justoffglen.com at gmail.com. Stay well and join us again next time, Just Off Glen. Thanks for listening. This podcast was recorded at WorkSmart Coworking and Meeting Space in downtown Glens Falls and produced by Black Mountain Visuals. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Join us again next time. We'll meet just off Glen.